Hello, everybody. Welcome to Women Lines Tello Entrepreneur Show. Yes, friends. Today we are going to meet some visionary, a leadership expert, and a woman who has amazing talents. Nilima Bhatt. She is a leader in the field of personal mastery, leadership, gender equality, and well-being. A Sivanand Yoga teacher and practitioner of the inter integral yoga of Sri Aurobindo and the mother. She is a dancer, a co-author of two books, Shakti Leadership and My Cancer Is Me. She is the founder of the Global Shakti Fellowship Program for Women Changemakers and co-convener of the Truth and Reconciliation work from the inside out and also of the Shakti Kum. Friends, she has defined leadership in an archetype of leadership that is generative, cooperative, creative, inclusive and empathetic. Male or female leaders who understand and practice Shakti leadership act from a consciousness of life-giving, caring, creativity and sustainability to achieve self-mastery internally and be of selfless service to the world. So excited to welcome you, Nilma, in Vimalayan Show. Thank you, Charu. Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to have you. So yes, please share about your work and about yourself as a person. Briefly, I was a naval daughter, uh, grew up in many different parts of the country and also Germany. Uh, went to St. Xavier's College, Mumbai, did life sciences and biochemistry, um, got married. And uh, well, before that, I did a postgraduate diploma in social communications media. So took up uh, public relations, corporate communications as a career. And that lasted 10 years with uh, ITC Welcome Group, with Philips, um, the electronics company, uh, then with ESPN, Star Sports. So after 10 years, I was looking after corporate communications for 25 countries across Asia Pacific. I was 32 and uh, we were based in Singapore and had this huge uh, existential crisis saying, uh, who am I and am I making the difference I came to make? So uh, I quit my full-time corporate career. By this time, we moved to London with my husband's career. He was in advertising with OBB and Maker. And I took up the study of yoga and Vedanta. And I started studying, and I started also working with a design collaborative called Karu, Art for Everyday Living. It's about... Uh, regenerating threatened craft arts through modern design. Um, so it, it just began a whole new life at the age of 32. Within that time, uh, two years into that, at 34, my husband got diagnosed with colon cancer. And uh, that began our journey into healing and recovery, the discovery of integrative medicine and holistic health. So we returned to India for him to recover his health. We started Roots and Wings Consulting. Uh, and started doing conscious leadership, conscious culture, all this kind of work within organizations. Also, I was uh, working with individuals, helping them go through their journey through cancer with all that we were learning. So from that came the first book, My Cancer Is Me, The Journey From Illness to Wholeness that I co-authored with Vijay, my husband. And then uh, three years later came out uh, Shakti Leadership, which is really the focus of my work today because after giving cancer 10 years of my life, uh, I had this another internal call that it's time to now work for uh, raising the feminine in the world. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and especially working through women leaders, women change makers. So that is what I'm focusing on these days. I have a program with the University of San Diego's Conscious Leadership Academy. Uh, so it's called the Shakti Fellowship. Then the curriculum is embedded into uh, Skolkovo, Russia's um, flow program, their first program for women leaders. I'll soon be going to Mexico to do this for a program called Women Leading Organizations with Tech Day Monterey, which is uh, another uh, significant uh, B-school in uh, Mexico for Latin America. So it's going everywhere, Shakti leadership. It's getting embedded uh, as, as my dream, uh, you know, reminds me. <laughs> Congratulations. So that's where I am. Heart is congratulations for transforming or rather taking the Shakti concept of leadership globally. And I'm sure this must be helping out so many women across the globe in their leadership journey. So now comes the topic of women empowerment, which we are so passionate about. So what is your take about women empowerment? When you think about the word empowerment, it contains the word power in it. And because I am a yoga practitioner, uh, for me, the word power means Shakti. Shakti is the innate power of existence, the evolutionary force that is within every man, woman, and child. And that moves us and grows us and kind of empowers us from within. And when we are in touch with our Shakti, our Shakti flow, uh, we become a self-healing system physically at a body level. Emotionally, we become empowered, balanced, vitalized, fully alive, fully aware of the rasa of life, right? Mentally, we have a sense of vision and clarity and, you know, we can, we're able to see the bigger picture and not get caught in our little ego-based um, stuff that, you know, keeps us, uh, um, you know, stuck in smallness. And then Shakti also helps us get in touch with our soul, you know, so the soul is um, uh, is really the place we want to be in and be operating from. And uh, so really, for me, empowerment is a very holistic idea. And for a woman to be truly empowered, she needs to be able to find and connect with this innate Shakti that's inside her, this force of nature itself, of life's intelligence itself, which will bring her this very complete, Sampurna, as we call it, empowerment. Superb sharing, uh, Nilima. I'm getting goosebumps because this concept of Shakti, once I get into this uh, thought process and when I realize, and I've read so much about it, that the power is innate in every woman. And at Women Lines, we are on a mission to help women to realize that power because I think every woman is blessed with this power. It's all about having that mindset and knowledge to realize that power and then she can use it for her excellence. And we are on the mission through our magazine also. So this is really exciting. And this is this has to reach out to women across the globe so that they can really excel in their leadership journey because once they realize their innate power, I'm sure our planet will be a much better place to live. So you are a personal transformation facilitator and you have coached many women globally in their quest for personal excellence. Can you share what you have observed that what skill is missing in women? And that's, that is common across the globe and they should be working upon it. It's, uh, I think Maureen Murdoch in her book, The Heroine's Journey, describes it very well. She says there are these three falsehoods that women have bought into 
unconsciously and they don't even know those beliefs are running them. Those are limiting beliefs, right? And uh, the first is that women are inferior to men because they're the weaker sex. The second is that women are uh, uh, dependent on men, that you do not have an identity of your own. You, you have to identify as someone's daughter and then someone's wife, wife. and then someone's mother, ideally a boy's mother. Right? Yeah. Correct? So yeah. we have this sense of dependence for our identity. The third is that women are incomplete without men, that somehow romance will complete us, that we need some external man or you know, lover who will come and kiss. It's like the, the Sleeping Beauty story. We are Sleeping Beauties. And then the Prince Charming comes and kisses us awake. Yeah, and the, uh, like, the and the fantasy world. Yep. Yeah. So therefore, if you look at these three beliefs, they keep us limited. They keep us incomplete. They keep us dependent. They keep us inferior. And, um, and so one of the observations is in work, especially, it's not just the glass ceiling that we need to be getting through. It's also the sticky floor that keeps us stuck to our old realities, our current realities. We are stuck. Yeah. We're not able to rise because of these internal belief systems. The blockages so psychologist, there. Yes. Psychologist Sidra Stone calls it the inner patriarch, right? Oh, the patriarchy is a system which says men are superior to women and men will be controlling the show and women have to be subordinate to men. This is what the patriarchy represents it's an unequal power dynamic within society between genders right where one gender has been given more power over everyone including other genders right so this inner patriarch becomes a voice in a woman's head and she is living by the yeah she doesn't even know she is living by that belief system who life goes many women yeah. have passed their wife and life under this thought that inner patriarch is so loud yeah. and that's sad Therefore, when I, I speak to women around the world it's interesting even if they are from so-called emancipated uh, countries and cultures and uh, developed countries with more money or they may be actually earning well interestingly this inner patriarch exists across the globe because globally there has been a patriarchy very, very few cultures, like the very niche small cultures in some tribal parts of India or some tribal parts of, I don't know, Russia or South America, there may be like where women in that village are the more powerful thing. But to be honest, even that's not all right because any culture where one group is given power over another group will eventually cause a dysfunction. Me too. Very uh, to share, uh, Nilma, because this is happening across the globe and the mindset requires that change. And as women, we have to take that step to change and just erase that mindset of listening to that inner patriarch voice. And then we can bring up our daughters with a new, fresh mindset, with strong belief in themselves. So, You're so uh, right. You're right. I've taken pains to call these things out to my daughter. She's now 28. And I, I realized much of my behavior was because I was A, a woman, B, I was an Indian woman, and C, I was my mother's daughter. So I have internalized all those rules and norms and behaviors. I have seen women display, Indian women display, and my mother display. And so I have formed myself as a woman 
according to these uh, models I had. So I'm very clear when I'm speaking to my daughter saying, you don't have to carry these models forward if they are limiting you in any way. Beautiful. Shakti leadership and shallow level meditation. These words I have come across your sharing on social media and your talks. I'm so curious to know details about both concepts. Can you share some insights? Shakti leadership is a model to create a world that works for all. And it's a model for leadership that draws from the best of the East and the West and uh, that works for both men and women and all genders. Because most leadership models have been made by men for men and mainly coming out of Western uh, militaristic uh, models of leadership. We've simply taken that into business and into modern forms of leadership. But it's, it's military model is great for the military. You don't have to you know, apply it in other social settings, which require more caring and sharing and compassion and kindness as all the research is now showing us. So Shakti leadership says we have to bring out our presence, our Shiva Tattva, which is our capacity to be mindful and conscious and aware and still, right? That, that is that presence we must cultivate. From there, we get in touch in, with the Shakti that flows through that presence, which is that innate power which is required in leadership. To be a leader, you have to exercise some kind of power to get something done. Then we say you have to become psychologically whole. We have to know how to have our masculine side and our feminine side equally developed. And I also talk about becoming the wise fool of tough love. You know, you have to have your parent self and your child self also equally uh, developed and integrated in a healthy way. Right, So wise is the parent, fool is the child, tough is the masculine, love is the feminine. When we can become the wise fool of tough love, this is the core of what it means to be a Shakti leader. You stand in your presence and then depending on any leadership moment, you play one of these archetypes, these powers, these capacities you have in yourself. You either meet the moment with wisdom or with curiosity and foolishness or with, uh, with toughness or with love from a place of presence. So that requires flexibility to know how to flex to each moment and not just be stuck in one mode as a leader. And finally, Shakti leadership is about congruence, which is to know who you are and to know what your purpose is, which is to bring who you are into full manifestation, to bring all your innate gifts and talents uh, out in your leadership and in the world. It must we also be talk journey. about the heroes. Yeah, we talk about a hero's journey. It must be a journey because uh, it sounds so deep. And once you get into that thought process and mode, I think it requires real effort at conscious level to work upon self and changing that mindset and evolving that Shakti leadership mindset. I'm sure there must be certain time involved in it. It took me, I think, what, more than 20, 25 years, uh, you know, to even get here. So nothing comes easy. Nothing worth having is given to you on a platter. And in this day of instant, 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 yeah. unfortunately, this is not instant. And uh, it requires work. It requires inner transformation. It requires a death and resurrection. Of it's yourself. just like a meditation, I suppose. Everyday work and everyday internal reflection plus certain work which you must be teaching in the workshop. I'm sure that must be helping yes. women across. Yes. Basically, it's a yoga. It's a yoga of leadership. 
yeah, it's better defined. It's the yoga of leadership. And that will give you better confidence and hold on yourself because yoga leads to a different journey. So must be a beautiful journey. So what's the cellular level meditation which you often talk about? The cellular healing meditation comes out of my work with cancer. So having worked for many years trying to help people heal through their cancers, I realized cancer is a disease of the cell. And my yoga is based on Mother and Sri Aurobindo's integral yoga, where Mother, towards the end of her uh, incarnation, talked about the yoga of the cells, saying that salvation is physical at a cellular level. If we can transform and activate the potency of every cell, the cell becomes the self-healing uh, system. The cell has the capacity to you know, divinize the body eventually. And, you know, from the cell lies the capacity to heal any disease, right? So when I was working with people having cancer, I realized let's start at a cellular level. Let's create a meditative meditation practice that takes them step by step through their body, their breath, their mind, their soul, their spirit, their higher self, and then takes them all the way down into their cellular structure. And then how do you work with sacred geometry called yantras and the right kind of mantra, which is the potency of a, a healing power? And how do you activate these yantras and mantras inside yourself so that the cell can burst into light effectively? <laughs> and, it's and become... like activating the chakras or something, is it? Correct. So basically, this is about turning the cell into a chakra. You know, oh every, every cell, cell becomes a chakra. Yes. That sounds tremendous energy if somebody is able to activate yeah. that. Yes. Have people done that? You know, you'll be surprised. I have made the cellular meditation available for free on my website for many years. People from all over the world will chance upon it. And some of them will write back and say they healed their tumors, you know, that they healed whatever their disease was by doing this. I personally have had one or two patients who came to me to say, they did the, uh, the doctor sent them to me because he didn't want to do surgery immediately. And then uh, they did the 21 day uh, cellular meditation. And then when they went for the surgery, there was no tumor to be, oh. uh, to be uh, removed. Take a note. So I have seen that. Take a note, friends, visit the page and get the benefit out of it because who wants to go through surgery and who wants to go through and do all the medicines? So this is a natural way to get your power and health back. So this has to be tried by everybody. Fantastic sharing. Thank you so much. We, we don't say you don't do your regular medicine and okay. surgery. Please listen to your doctor. Do everything. But you can help the doctor do what they are doing by doing this on yourself. Very right? true. This is just meditation. It's not taking any other external uh, herb or anything. It's just you, mind and body and soul. Beautiful. And uh, now I'm so curious to understand how do you manage your energy when you are having burnout? I practice this connection with the divine and the divine as the universal great mother uh, that we have, a, we have two realities. We have a limited ego self, which has this limited body, mind and breath. But we also have a higher self that is unlimited and uh, has great tremendous power to heal this Body. limited self, right? So there are ways where you use your breath and your affirmations and your prayers. You can, you can every morning wake up and look at the sun 
and ask for the healing power of the sun to come into you. You can ask for the divinity of life and nature to enter into you and to activate every cell of your body, right? I start seeing myself becoming tiny golden suns and radiating light in all directions, Beautiful. right? So these are all the simple parts of the cellular healing meditation that you can use in bite-sized pieces. Um, so yes, you can use your body, uh, you can use your breath, you can use your mind, you can use the power of your soul and spirit. Uh, you, I mean, I do all of that okay. to constantly be in a state of uh, connection with a higher limitless energy whenever I feel I've lost that connection. It's really like saying, you know, it's like you are a phone. Your battery runs out. Yeah. You have to go and recharge. Yeah. <laughs> Morning time is for our time that we should be recharging our body for the whole day, I think. <laughs> So I literally go and plug uh, into the sun. The sun yeah. <laughs> Splendid cheer. I loved it. Yeah. What was your most significant aha moment till now you want to share with us? The happiest aha moment where just you cannot okay. forget. Wow. So when we were returning from Kailash Mansarovar for uh, most yogis, uh, Mount Kailash in Tibet is supposed to be the abode of Shiva, you know, the highest consciousness. And I remember going there. They say once you've done that, you know, you, you can die because you, you know, you're complete. What more is there after having gone to that highest <laughs> that place? Level, right? yes. Yeah. So when we in this is high altitudes and you know, you struggle to breathe. And so when we were coming back from that pilgrimage and we were in, you know, China and we could see little, little clouds flowing down the mountains and I just remember in that moment, my heart filling with so much joy that I almost thought I will die of, of joy. Happiness and joy. Wow. Yes. And then I remembered in Chinese medicine, they say all emotions in moderation, including yeah. joy. Joy, yeah. Because yeah. too much joy can harm the heart. Harm the body, yeah. Yeah. Cannot bear it. So I remember, yes, it was that moment. Yeah. Oh my God, this is real. See, typically we never touch that sort of a peak now. I touched it and like, oh my God, my body is not ready yeah. to bear so much joy. Wow. Yeah? Awesome to know that. Please share some message for Women Lines audience. I would say get in touch with your inner patriarch and uh, kindly retire him. I love that. <laughs> Superb powerful statement i will write in the top of the content <laughs> it was impactful take a note friends we have to do that to excel ourselves in our life fantastic Shia thank you so much for your valuable time and sharing all deep insights and i wish you all the best in your journey thank you thank you Cheryl. good luck with your work thank you